Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Violet Wanderers. It is, as always, I, your lovely host, Alexis, joined by my equally lovely co-hosts, Ian and Justin. Hello. Hey. And joining us today from the Jar of Rebuke podcast, it is writer and voice actor, Casper Oliver. Hi, Casper. Howdy, howdy. How you doing? Doing pretty good. We're so glad to have you come on. Uh, I think I just kind of ran into you randomly on Twitter and we're like, you seem interesting. How about you come on my dumb show? And you were kind enough to say yes. So here I'm we very all excited. are. Uh, so just so our listeners, you know, so the Dungeoneers know what the deal is. What is the Jar of Rebuke podcast? Because as a title, you know, it's it's not like, you know, it's kind of like ours, the Violet Wanderers. People are like, what is that about? It's It's not like a... This is a news podcast. So what what is the show, I should say? Uh, Jar of Rebuke is a Midwestern gothic horror comedy mystery uh, audio drama that features a primarily uh, queer heavy cast and crew. Uh, All the writers are within the queer community. Most of the voice actors are within the queer community. And almost all the characters... Yes, supernatural creatures included are also within the queer community. And it yes. takes all dear, of... Dear Lord, uh, it's Bi-Squatch. <laughs> okay, so one of our voice actors who played one of the supernatural creatures in the first season is also a voice actor for the Dream Daddy video game. And... Oh, uh, oh my yeah. God, really? <laughs> yeah, and uh, I don't want to give spoilers... But he, I, I gave him some voicing instructions. I was like, okay, so I was imagining the character be voiced like this. And he's like, okay, all right, sounds great. But I had this idea that I want to run by you. I'm like, okay. So he voices this, voices this monster. And he starts, he leans into the microphone. And just this deep, sultry voice comes out. <laughs> and I'm like, I would be a fool to not <laughs> okay this. And the amount of people thirsting over his character is astronomical. So yeah, we we cater to a specific demographic. Uh, no, that, that that makes it sound like we're a sexy podcast. We're not. We uh, it follows a research scientist for a shady enclosure for a shady organization called the Enclosure, and he is trying to discover the secrets and mysteries behind his forgotten past. He died and woke up with no memory of anything. And he's trying to figure out who he was, what he's doing, all that uh, mixed in with real Midwestern U.S. lore and legends. So there's the blue lady from the story in, in Brown County, Indiana. There's yep. um, the Michigan melon heads. There's, uh so like the haunted schools and just the black eyed children not deer all that and we kind of branch out and we're a group of people making queer content by queer people for queer people and that's right up our it, alley because it is totally uh, up my alley and i look forward to uh thirsting after your voice actor later this week <laughs> he, he's used to that <laughs> we're uh i wouldn't say premiere but one of the only all-trans hosted comedy and pop culture podcasts, simply because... And one of the reasons that we started our show was I had initially gone looking for specifically trans podcasts. I'm non-binary, Ian's a binary trans man, Kapla is genderqueer. And I went looking for, you know, queer and trans podcasting. And so much of it, it was so hard to find anything that wasn't just... 
here's my journey. Here's how depressing and sad my transition has been. A serious inquiry into being trans. And it was like, but what about dick jokes? And 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 lack of yeah, and not having on. a dick joke. I was about and, to say. Yeah. What about you know? Yeah. What what about just just filthy comedy about, and everything else? And what about calling out one of your co-hosts for becoming the creepy old man in the club they would have pepper sprayed back in high school? Yeah. <laughs> that would be me. Exactly. So it just we we kind of found our niche, and it's a small niche. I'm not gonna lie, but we're comfortable here insert my ass joke here uh, no nothing small about that I know. six raccoons <laughs> six raccoons fit in there <laughs> only five and a like half a, a I'm, I'm an working an, up to six fine five and a possum a very like a where, possum. it's like a warehouse in an industrial park you need to be forklift certified to get back there <laughs> <laughs> and hazmat certified mm-hmm Oh, God, we're going to uh, send our guest into apoplectics oh, over here. Where's my inhaler? Jesus Christ. Oh, that was funny. So uh, you also have a new project sliding back into your DMs, as it were. Uh, you have uh, Welcome to Nexalus. Is that Am I pronouncing yes. that right? Yep. Yeah, uh, I a lot of my friends joke that they're going to have to stage an intervention for me because I can't stop new projects. Um, I have two podcasts already. I have the Queer Thesperience where I interview queer entertainers and also Jarver Buke. And now I am the DM for a tabletop Twitch stream called Welcome to Nexalus, which is a homebrew. It's my baby. I made it completely from scratch and I, this is my third time running it, but it's my first time streaming it. Right. Uh, and all of the players are Jar of Rebuke cast and crew. It's two of the voice actors. Uh, one of those voice actors is also my assistant writer. And then another one is a uh, is the podcast's editor who will also become a voice actor come season two. Uh, so it's I'm leading them through this. I don't feel right calling it horror, but it is dark. Um and it's again because my grubby hands are on it uh all the npcs are some shade of queer uh and it's, it's just so, a very so what you're heavy. saying is you're you're a much gayer and much less problematic dan Harmon. <laughs> i i try I, I i want to emulate uh if the mcelroys were queer and made dark content that's what i want to emulate i want to be wholesome yet make stuff that makes people cry but like they feel good about letting it out you know like that, that's what i want to try and make i want to make you cry in the friendliest way possible <laughs> yes I want to provide aftercare, though. I'm like an asexual, like, I'm going to make you cry, but then I'm going to cuddle you afterwards. You're, 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 you're everybody's story dom. Yes. <laughs> Which is funny because I'm such a bottom. Um, but Same. <laughs> narratively, I'm a top. I am, I, am, I am comfortably still seated as the only top on the show. And there we go. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> Considering the one I'm generally the one driving the content, I guess it makes sense. Everybody else just sits back and lets the podcast happen to them, you bunch of greedy bitches. Uh, there will be no vamping yeah. for us horrors. Uh, greedy, but, I'm still on greedy, I'm still on our own Patreon. <laughs> I just true. happened to fin-dom you. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> so all hail the so the solo top. <laughs> 
Hey, I mean, I've always wanted a harem. Everything I've read online, it's that tops are like fairies. You have to catch them in a jar and keep them and never let them go because there's only about six of them in the world. <laughs> so <laughs> It's true. We yeah. all talk. <laughs> and, you know, top, bisexual, polyamorous. I really am a unicorn. It's fun. Uh, <laughs> and you're not ugly. Yeah. Thank you. That's the most ringing endorsement my spouse and and partner of twenty years could give is not ugly. Are we, are, are we gonna are we gonna are we gonna put that quote on the website? Alexis, not ugly. Not ugly. <laughs> oh. All right, but uh, getting into our first diversion and or sideline. So uh, we did record last night, so I can't crush Capless Soul two nights in a row by doing two rounds of Inselmageddon. So I had to stretch myself out, which normally is Ian's job. And uh, come up with something new. So this is a new game I would like to call "Get That Bag, Bitch," uh, and this is a uh, this is a guessing game about a. And when I do it again in a series, it's going to be about women who became historically famous for some reason or another. And in this case, we are going to be talking about Madame Ching, aka uh, Ching Shi, who is commonly recognized as the most successful pirate of all time okay yeah. yes she was a lady ta- pirate talked about her before i've talked about her before on the podcast but uh so you guys are going to have to try and guess a few uh details about her life and we're going price is right rules when it comes there's only one multiple choice the rest are kind of number answers so closest without going over for a quick bit of background, uh, Madame Ching married into a pirate family. Her first husband, Chang I, was a fairly successful pirate. And after he died, she took over his pirate fleet. Wait, her her name was Chang Ching? Her, no, her name was Ching Chang. <laughs> or Chang Ching. I'm not... Okay. I, I may be wrong on that, but yes. Okay. Anyway, point being... She took over her husband's pirate fleet. Now, approximately how many pirates did she command? Pirates or pirate ships? Pirates. How many people? What year? This uh, she was born in 1775, I believe. Okay. So she she mostly pirated throughout the 19th century. And then how many people did she control once she took over for her pirate in-laws? Yes. Uh, at, at its at her at her peak, how big how big of an army did she or I guess navy did she field? I don't know how many people are normally like on a naval vessel. Ship. Yeah. A couple hundred. Oh. That's way more they than I thought. Full of semen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you think I didn't do this for the semen <laughs> jokes, you are wrong. Do, okay. I don't oh, know I know ever, it was partially for the semen. Jokes. I don't know if I've ever told this, but I but I was in a naval junior ROTC in high school, and so you start off as a seaman apprentice, and then your next rank when you you know pass the test or whatnot, you become a seaman, and then you know you go up in ranks. So I ran into the girls' locker room, and I was like, "Guess what, everybody? I passed my seaman test!" And everybody just like turned around, dead <laughs> dead eyed, like, "What the fuck?" So. <laughs> Ian was an awkward child, <laughs> and it an shows. Um, I was going to say like 670, but if there's like 100 or 200 the Most people... successful pirate of all time. So more than 270. 
no, 670 was what I was was okay. going to say, but I'm not going to say that now, now that I've been made to feel like an idiot. Okay, good. Uh, you like the degradation, don't lie. I do. <laughs> I, I'm going to... I'm going to take a guess here that there was roughly 1,500 people under a command. 1,500? Okay, respectable amount. 3,376. 3,376, going higher. I feel like I was really highballing it there because my thought was uh, (laughs) 7,000. So Casper is the closest between 60 and 80,000. Jesus Christ. Murphy. Most successful. That is a lot of semen. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's okay. She married her adopted son after her first husband died. Good. Oh, good. But so apparently he was adopted as an adult by her and her husband, and it was common practice in China back in that that point in time to, uh, if you were a gay couple, to have legal rights, you would adopt the your partner as a child. So it's speculated that her second husband was actually her first husband's uh, lover and her first husband was bi and it was like a polycule. And so then after he died, she just kind of made it official and, you know, married the other half of the polycule that survived. Hmm. Interesting. Oh, come on. You think I didn't make this queer as hell at the same time? Like, come on, look at our guest. (laughs) You know, we were talking about all queer all the time here. So what happens on the high seas you know, becomes queer erotica later. All right, here comes our our only uh, multiple choice question. Question number two. After her first husband died, Madam Ching did take over the pirate fleet, which I already went to. Which navy of these four did she not fight and defeat? A, the Spanish Armada. B, the navy, the private navy of the East India Tea Company. C, the Portuguese Imperial Navy, or D, the Navy of the Qing Dynasty. Qing, King, I'm probably Xing, butchering Xing, that. Yeah, Qing, King. Q-I-N-G. Yeah. Which was the dynasty I, in charge of China during this period. I, I'm no fan of the East India Company, so I'm going to yeah. assume that she beat them. Yeah, probably. The Spanish Armada was, I think, the most powerful navy in the world. But I don't know if she would have actually run into them. So I'm going to go with the Spanish Armada. So Spanish Armada from Capla. Casper, sorry, I didn't hear you. You said Spanish Uh, as well? Yeah, yeah, Spanish too. I'm going to go with, um, even though Spain and Portugal are like right there, I'm going to go with Portuguese for some reason. So uh, Casper and Capla have it, the Spanish Armada, and it wasn't necessarily that she didn't ever beat them. She just really never ran into them. Uh, But yes, she beat the... She beat the brakes off the East India Tea Company at one point. At one point, capturing one of their super high-ranking officers and like his seven like subordinates and ransoming them back to the East India Tea Company. Um, We stand one queen. So (laughs) now she did eventually retire, and when she retired, she did so in in such a manner of the Chinese government realized they couldn't beat her. And so they bought her off by giving her and her entire fleet amnesty and allowing them to keep all the money that they had pirated. What did she, in her later years, in her dotage, what business did she run? A new pirate gang. (laughs) (laughs) One with blackjack and hookers. After being granted amnesty for the first one, she decided at 88 years old, let's run this bitch again. (laughs) 
Ah, uh, serious answer though. I'm gonna go with a shipping company. Okay, kind of I mean, like had the pieces in place. Knows the logistics, right? Right. Yeah. I will say she was also hired as an advisor by the uh, King Dynasty during the Opium Wars. So, um, you know, that's fun, but that wasn't her main business line. Because it would be shipping the opium that was the big money. Well, the British were the ones, the Chinese government tried to ban opium because the British were getting everybody hooked on it. And that's what the opium wars were. So she was on the no opium side there. So she was born in 1775. Mm -hmm. So her older years were right around... Mid-1800s. Mid-1800s. So that would be like Deadwood time, Chinese railroad in the new, in the, in the new world. I'm gonna... I'm just spouting history shit. I'm gonna go with... Um, I was thinking she had, like, a tea shop, but I'm thinking that she is some sort of... Come on, amb- you can't go from the baddest bitch on the planet to running a tea emporium. I'm that sorry, you don't serious. retire. Uncle uh, Uncle somebody, Iroh, Yeah, somebody me? has not watched Avatar. Thank you, not Uncle understand Iroh. the healing power of Jasmine Tea. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with... Um, some sort of antiques and antiquities broker. I mean, she did loot a lot of stuff. Yeah. She could also be selling it back to motherfuckers. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking antiques. So we've got we've got antiquities. We've got a shipping company. Casper, you got any guesses? Did she get involved in? I mean, okay. So here's my theory: Is she knew she knew the seas, she knew the cultures, she knew the people. Did she get involved in like trade? So nobody's like, even close. Uh, basically, a casino. She oh, ran. What was, I almost thought that she ran what was called a gambling house. So but she, yes, mahjong and shit. Essentially, a casino. All right. What uh, now? Once again, Price is Right rules. What was her personal wealth at the time of retirement? And this would be in the eighteen hundreds dollars. So I, I did not look up how much it would inflate to today. Shit. So nobody so, has a dollar. Yeah, so like 18 whatever, like 1830s dollar would probably be like $1,000 today or whatever, so. I would like to have one more dollar, please, then. Um, I was going to say, I I was watching Whatever Happened to Baby Jane again the other day, and and they said that the Baby Jane dolls were like $3.74 in like 1917, and that equated to something like, uh, uh, it was like $76 for this fucking doll in like 1917. Oh. So, I mean, let, 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 and that's why they made be their guide, own. I guess, but. $100 from 1825 would be worth $2,642 today. So $1 would be $264 oh. roughly. Okay. So that how much how much in old in old timey money did she have? Two million dollars. Two million dollars? Yeah. So almost five hundred million dollars in today's money? Sure. Okay. I I think that's low, honestly. Most I'm say successful pirate five, ever. Yeah. I I think, I, like I think when we add it all up, I'm gonna go with an even Five million, even five million. Casper's gonna swoop in with the prices, right? Saying it'd be like <laughs> five dollar. million, five million and one. <laughs> I think you're all wrong, so I'm gonna say a dollar. Yeah. Uh, a high, but... Listen, I grew up so broke that I I cannot even fathom having five million dollars. Um, 
Oh, shit. Uh, I can't give my answer of 7,000 again. That's embarrassing. Um, you know what? Just to fuck with, with y'all, I am going to go 5 million and 1. Because fuck you. Casper's the closest. Uh, approximately, <laughs> approximately $10 million. Jesus Christ. Two and a half billion in today's Ooh, grandma money <laughs> grandma money bags over there nice i love her. all right last I, one I how old was she when she died <laughs> she's still alive <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's the uh she's the inspiration behind uh raza ghoul and uh yeah she she, she looted she a lazarus money pit to at one find point. A la- yeah to, to build a lazarus pit so She's a character in the Vampire the Masquerade games. You can find her in uh, L.A. by Night. Um, Tim Bradstreet drew some nice pictures of her. She is yeah. a character in the Pirates of the Caribbean series. Uh, when In the second movie, oh, when yeah, they have all yeah. the pirate mm-hmm. lords show up, uh-huh. they have Madame Ching show up. Hmm. I... And there is like a... There was a... I think it was in Hong Kong. It was like Hong Kong cinema, like TV miniseries that they made about her. So... Hmm. I'm going to go with extremely old for the time and still pretty old by today's standards. I'm going to go with 90. 90. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, remember for the time, everybody always goes, oh, the average age was so low. No, that's because of the high infant mortality rate. People still lived into their 70s. Yes, if you made it to 90, that was was insane, but... It, it still was rarer, especially if you spent a good chunk of your life, oh, I don't know, flying, you know, sailing the seven seas and stealing shit. Oh, um, I, fe- I feel like you might reduce your life. And once slightly. it's over, I've got some fun trivia for y'all. I'm so. going to go 76. 76, 90. Ah, uh, again, with the time period and with her life, I'm, I'm going to go a little lower. I'm going to say. Mostly because I don't want to go over. Right. Um, as if I'm not going over, I'm going to say 63. Man, nobody picked the nice option. She died at the age of 69. Oh. oh. God, what a legend. <laughs> it's like, you know, can you imagine getting to 69 and going, no, I, my legacy ends here. Yep. <laughs> my legacy so ends if, here. Some, if some I am ever in critical condition at the age of 69, mark my words, my last sentence is just going to be me whispering nice as I flatline. Yep. It- <laughs> In the in the I want to die at 4:20 p.m. in the upstairs room of her gambling house at age 69. Yep, uh, her descendants still live in the area today. But no, so oh, some wow. interesting pirate rules, uh, and these were in place after she married her first husband, but were put even more firmly in place once she took over. So, firstly, uh, if any of her pirates raped someone. They would be beheaded on the spot. Um, nice. If they had a female captive that they fancied, they would have to get her agreement, and then they could take her as a concubine or a wife. But they had to remain faithful. If they were unfaithful, it started at being whipped raw and got worse from there. If you cheated or fucked around, um, mm. there you also something tells me Madame that? Ching had some. Uh... Oh, she had play on the side, I'm sure. No, I'm saying that she that like her ex-husband was, you know, a bastard. 
Oh, Chang? But like, yeah. no, we already covered this that they adopted the adult oh, yeah, guy right. that okay. he was like bisexual okay, lovers she was with. Just no, very Chang. Okay. Chang had these they, rules in place to begin with too. Oh, nice. Okay. She just so, solidified so, them. So far, so far, I'm hearing these rules, and all I'm thinking is we could go back to that. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was a if you got if you got caught holding out because basically so let's say you as a as a captain of a smaller boat because she had eighteen hundred uh, they were called junkos was the type of of ship she had eighteen hundred of them in her fleet so let's say you go pirate and you grab like a merchant marine ship from the British and you get all their gold and everything else and their spices because despite never using them the British always wanted them um, yeah. and you were found to be holding back some of your money because uh, what would happen is you would have to give all the loot over whoever seized it that ship would receive 20 percent, and the remainder would be spread out to any ships that had been unsuccessful in their piracy so it was very socialism e um but you would have cannonballs tied to your legs and you'd be thrown to the sea bottom uh if you were caught uh withholding any of your uh ill-gotten gains um well, see, I simply wouldn't die because I'm built different. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got some built-in flotation devices. But yeah, so... Have you seen me? <laughs> I am a flotation device. So, yeah, that Stewardess is... Uh... Stewardesses on the plane point at me when they talk about your emergency flotation devices. So that I just was... go cuddle Justin if the plane goes down. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, the plane doesn't have to be going down. Just, just, <laughs> <laughs> you just made Ian spray coke out his nose. <laughs> so that was get that bag, bitch. And on that note, the Violet Wanderers will be right back. I am surrounded by bottoms. Yeah, that's the top curse. Uh huh. Hmm. I'd call it a blessing more than anything else. No competition. <laughs> no competition. Anyway, so Ian, you've got a game before our internet decides to kill itself again. Yes. All right. So Little I have... rural Midwestern internet. Yep. Yeah. So I have uh, brought back the game Cancel Culture. The first time we did uh, dis... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Discontinued. Discontinued. Thank you. Discontinued uh, Jello flavors. The second time, oh, yeah. we... yes, our version of cancel culture has nothing to do with like Louis C.K. or Gina Carano. It's all about food mostly. Yeah, it's less Louis C.K. It's less Louis C.K. and more Doritos 3Ds. But now that yes. reference is dated because Doritos 3Ds are back, back, and I have two. I have two bags of them in my kitchen. Right but now. do you have Dunkaroos? You know, oh no. But so, I know that those are back as listen, well. Listen, look, Lay's Poppables aptly. And properly replaced Doritos 3D. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, the new the new Doritos 3Ds are different. It's just a bugle that they closed off the end of. <laughs> They're so good. They're so look, good. Look, Lay's poppables are good. At least the the cheddar ones are. But right, anyway, so, so and the second one was uh, canceled uh, kids shows. You know, canceled kids uh, cartoons and shit like that, like Invader Zim. So this time, yeah. I have uh, I have gone with the. Uh, discontinued fast food items all right so three of these are real one i made up all right i'm going to get a i'm going to get a sad amount of these right (laughs) let's hope let's hope so all right so question one mick spaghetti mick alfredo 
Mick Lasagna or Mick Pesto? Which one is not the real item that McDonald's had on their menu for a short, at least a short while? What the, the fuck did the lasagna pasta? I'm going to go with the Mick Pesto just because spaghetti Alfredo and lasagna are about as like Americana pasta as you can go. And pesto, we people who would go to McDonald's to eat pasta would be like, what's this foreign shit? Pesto. <laughs> Why is it green? green it's got, green's it, what food eats. Yeah, green ain't, green ain't food. Green's what food eats. Oh, what's pesto? Sounds epic. I mean, especially out in the Midwest, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I, I know, literally I'm... did when I worked at the coffin company. Yes, I worked at a coffin company, uh, coffin manufacturer. There was a guy that worked there that his his thing whenever anyone would bring in a salad or any sort of vegetable as part of their lunch is he would, would snort and go that ain't food that's what food eats. Oh god, so. that's rabbit food. Yep, mm-hmm. yep. yep. I, so. I am going to follow suit with Justin. I'm going to trust lasagna because I have no idea. All of these things scare me. Uh, McDonald's can't even do salads right as far as I'm concerned. So I tr- <laughs> I, I am afraid for pasta. <clears throat> And before uh, you give us the answer, the only one on there I know is real is the spaghetti. Yes, the mixed spaghetti is real, but it came in two other variations. And I don't know their name. I just named them all Mick. Mick spaghetti was the real name of the spaghetti. But the Alfredo and the lasagna were real. The pesto I made up. Ha It was green and therefore suspect. Ah, uh, green For was us sus. porky Midwesterners. Green's the color of the devil. <laughs> or at least of vegetarians who are the same thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, second question. Also McDonald's shit. These are sandwiches that have been discontinued. The Hula Burger. A grilled pineapple and cheese on a bun. The Cheddar Melt. Grilled onions, cheddar sauce, a burger on a toasted rye bun. The Veggie Mac. There's a veggie burger dressed like a Big Mac. Or the Arch Deluxe, a burger on a potato bun with peppered bacon and Dijonese. Well, we all know the Arch Deluxe is real. Because it was my favorite. you don't ever shut up about it. No, I love the Arch Deluxe. Um, I'm going to... Rest in peace, 1996 to 2000 Arch Deluxe. Uh, The Hula Burger is absolutely a thing. What word, B and C? Uh, The Cheddar Melt with the grilled onion, cheddar sauce. uh, That actually sounds legit good. On toasted rye bun. And the Veggie Mac, which is a veggie burger dressed like a Big Mac. I'm I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with B because I don't think McDonald's has ever fucked with rye before. And I'm also going to flex my fast food nerd muscles. The hula was the competitor to the fish filet or filet of fish uh, for a Lent replacement burger. Yeah, I'm going to go with the one with the rye because it legitimately sounds good. And I don't ever say that about McDonald's (laughs) food. Uh, excuse me, spicy chicken nuggets would like a word for it with you. <laughs> I've had them. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with the veggie one mostly. Cause like, I didn't, I, I don't know if they would have ever broached into vegetarian territory before, especially now with this beyond burger shit. So I, I'm, I'm going to put my vote with the veggie burger. The veggie burger was the one I made up because as somebody that can't eat dairy or like Ian misses Big Mac something fierce. And like Mm. McDonald's is the only competitor that does not have some sort of impossible burger or veggie burger or anything like that. Hardee's has the Beyond, uh, Burger King has the Impossible Whopper. Yeah. 
but it's it's so funny to me that for a long time up until like the late 90s even mcdonald's fries weren't technically vegetarian nope. because they contained a bunch of beef something beef in tallow it. yeah and beef tallow and yes. sti- i still cannot they eat were mcdonald's in fries. Beef fat. i cannot eat mcdonald's fries now because they're coated in milk before they leave the factory to make them extra crispy i can only eat burger king fries but if you ever want McDonald's fries, the Orida fast food fries basically taste exactly like McDonald's yeah. fries. So, Capla, actually, you brought yeah. up if something. You get, there, there's Orida extra crispy fast food yes. fries in the frozen aisle, and they are basically like a cross between Hardee's and Hardee's slash Carl's Jr. and McDonald's fries. So you brought up the Hula Burger, and... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, you you got you got that right, but I I, I screenshotted something about it. So uh, Ray Kroc, the founder, uh, told this like particular franchise owner, "You're always coming up here with a bunch of crap." He uh, this franchise owner proposed the idea for the fillet of fish, and Ray Kroc was like, "I don't want my store sm- uh, stunk up with the smell of fish." So he like kind of bet this guy. I want for... him to stink like the almost rancid beef we use every day. <laughs> right. <laughs> So he he wanted to attract, you know, Catholics during Lent. So he was like, all right, well, I'll put my hula burger up against your, you know, stupid ass filet of fish. We'll see which sells more and get a permanent spot on the menu. So on that day in 1962, 350 filet of fishes were sold. Six hula burgers were sold and nobody heard from them again. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Ray Kroc having to <laughs> eat some crow, right. which anyone who's eaten McDonald's has probably also eaten crow. I mean, literal I, crow. Or at the very I, least, horse. Yeah, yeah. I love grilled pineapple. No, that was it's... Burger King where their meat got no, caught out. No, that was Jack in the Box. Was it Jack in the yeah. Box where they got caught out having horse meat? Yeah, I love yeah, grilled pineapple. If we're going to call anybody out for fake ingredients, let's just go with Subway because it keeps right. happening. Yeah, it keeps Yoga happening mat. over and over again. Yoga mat bread. <laughs> yeah. I love grilled pineapple, but just pi- grilled pineapple and cheese. The six inch that was actually it. a five and a half inch. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. How often does the, that? I think I think it's the tuna now. I mean, anytime you go on grinder, yeah. Casper, that happens. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. Question three. I don't know, Ian. Am what? I a six inch or a foot long? You're closer to a foot long. Oh. <laughs> anytime I need an ego boost, that's a good little slide. I'm excited. <laughs> All right, question number three. The... Oh, we're frozen. Oh. I will pause till... Oh, okay. There we are. We're back. Oh, darn. All right, kind of. <laughs> we jinxed it. <laughs> I can, we can see you. Can, can you see, see us? us? The blasted winds. Can you hear us? <laughs> yeah. Sort of. We're fading in and out. That's yes, we can see. It, it, it's yes. like yes, uh, next generation whenever they have uh, transporter issues. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So question three, the why? All right. These are, you know. I'm hoping that the, the six inch foot long joke at least landed. <laughs> it did. Oh, All right. Option one. McNachos. Cheese sauce, tomato, lettuce, onion, nothing else. Option two, <laughs> McPizza. Self-explanatory. Option three, yeah. fish McBites. Bite-sized bits of bad fish. And option four, McStuffins. McDonald's version of a Hot Pocket. It's French bread with either teriyaki chicken or pepperoni pizza inside. Which is M- the fake one? M- Mc- 
McStuffins. McStuffins. Must resist every joke. That's so bad. That Must is so... You, though. I know the first two are real. I know for a fact the first two mm-hmm. are real. I know White Castle used to do those little fish bites. I know that because that was the only thing I could eat there. Um, because I got food poisoning once at White Castle and could never again. Um, oh, I'm sorry, because I, I love sliders. It, the... the that, that exact thing has happened to me, but specifically with all of the shakes at McDonald's. Uh, yeah. I got I got a one that was just off once, and I've never been able to eat them with my stomach feeling the, right the since. Thing, the yeah. thing about the McDonald's shakes is they always came in a bag. Yeah. Like, if you ever worked mm-hmm. at McDonald's, it was this bag of milk-ish product, and I, I never felt okay drinking the shakes after I've, working there. I've had food poisoning lots. I've had salmonella poisoning once. Wasn't from, it Chick-fil-A? It was Chick-fil-A, the one time in, like, since I was a teenager. When you were working with my mom. Yep, I, I used to go Chick-fil-A back in Albuquerque, like, before I knew, you know, before they came out about yeah. what they were about. This is during the 90s. But I had Chick-fil-A probably. Before your mom, like, aggressively is like, we're going to Chick-fil-A because yeah. we're Christian and we know it'll piss oh. you off. It, it was during a time when the tomatoes were, like, all, like, every like everybody was recalling tomatoes. And I had tomatoes on a chicken sandwich. And I was violently sick. Salmonella poisoning is the it... worst food-based illness. I've, I've never had botulism. Um, There's always hope for that. But... That... <laughs> That's what I hate about loving spinach as much as I do, because that gets recalled like every other month. Yeah. So, grow <laughs> just your do own. what we do and grow your own. Yeah. I live in an apartment on a concrete slab. I don't have anywhere to grow fair, anything. Fair, fair. <laughs> All right. So, let's Mc- go to my parents' house. McNachos, McPizza, Fish McBites, or mixed or Doc McStuffins. See, I'm going with the Doc McStuffins because that's yeah. I'm gonna I'm go, go with the I'm fish going nuts. with the yeah the, the well mm, it's I'm, so I'm gonna difficult. go with those I'm gonna go with those stanky fish nugs. It is a 50 50 shot whether it's the fish nugs or the hot pockets, but I'm going with the mixed stuffins. Just because I don't want to believe. I'm gonna go with the fish nugs. One for fish McBites. Two for fish McBites, and me for stuffins. Uh, the one that I made up was McNachos. The rest are all real. Really? I swear oh, to God I, they no, made nachos. I, yeah. No. I, McNachos, shit. not a thing. If, if, if I Google right now and I find McDonald's nachos, I'm going to be so upset with you. Don't Google McStuffins. I feel like you're not going to see what you're looking for. <laughs> Uh, you're gonna find some weird ass fucking Burger yeah, King rule, on rule Ronald McDonald porn. Doc McStuffins porn. Yeah, McDonald's totally made nachos, but they didn't call them McNachos. They, they called made, them they nacho had... cheese wedges, and they Those were are in potatoes. Ireland. Yeah. Nope. Nacho cheese covered tortilla bites. McDonald's UK. Yeah. Ah, that's yep. McDonald's UK. Well, I do have one in here that's from a foreign country, but the rest are American. So. So I guess it's well, not Mc real Pizza McDonald's. Pizza was a big thing so. in Japan, so... Okay. Anyway. Next one. <clears throat> Are we getting away from the Mick? I... Uh, somewhat. Also, we can't complain about McDonald's doing different things in Ireland. I mean, it's McDonald's. They have McFalafel <laughs> in the Middle East, and I so want to try that. I want McFalafel. 
I, I need to go on a sidebar just really quick because it's it's pretty gay. Uh, one one of the things that, that could uh, be the name well, for our pot or the like tagline for our podcast, the Violet Wanderers. It's, it's pretty, pretty gay. It's pretty gay. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that you run into talking to random people online and talking on Kick specifically is you really have to be worried about who sees your phone notifications because I just got a message. Just, no prior message to this either. This is the only message I have from this person today. How's your cock? Straight <laughs> <laughs> the point. The only I, thing I you know, about that. I, I was going to say, eh, curve a little to the left. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, say, uh, but yeah, no, I just, I, I had to interrupt because I, just, I saw that and was like, eh? so, your cock. <laughs> so, how about that cock? You up? <laughs> what are you doing? Uh, all righty. Go on. Question four. Number three real, one I made up. Right. Taco Bell's seafood salad, lettuce, tomato, black olive, salad, shrimp, whitefish, <laughs> crab, cheese, in a taco salad shell. The Burger King bacon sundae, vanilla soft serve, fudge, caramel, bacon crumbles, and a strip That of totally of, happened of when everybody was like, blah, 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 epic bacon. Three, McPretzels, pretzel bites with cheese sauce. Or four, the Taco Bell waffle taco. It was a waffle in the shape of a taco stuffed with sausage and cheese for a breakfast meal. I know that last one was right. Yeah, Taco Bell made breakfast for a while. I'm going to go with, I guess, the McPretzels, but maybe the shrimp salad one, but I think it's the McPretzel. They they still do make breakfast, actually. Yeah, they still make breakfast. I worked. I worked at Taco Bell, and the amount of times people asked for the waffle taco, we didn't have oh. it. <laughs> I hated working there, uh, especially because my manager would never share his weed. Um, I'm going to say that the first one's fake. I just remember my older God sister that that one's I, fake. My older sister worked at Taco Bell all through high school, and I worked at McDonald's. So there you go. I I also agree that it has to be a because there is no way crap has ever been anywhere near a taco bell i am praying that that's fake i am hoping <laughs> the Please. one that i made up but other fast food organizations have it are the pretzel bites ha the, the taco bell seafood uh, salad existed during the oh. 80s and it was taken off because of massive massive amounts of food poisoning yeah oh, no yep. shit yeah no shit <laughs> By the way, that bacon that bacon mean... sun, that bacon Sunday did come around when bacon was the hot item, and it sounds fucking delicious. And I was could, gonna say, yeah, no, totally that was absolutely it does, honestly. like fucking epic okay. bacon blurg 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 Maddox bullshit. Yep. Ian, mm-hmm. it was good. I'm I'm really glad <laughs> I would if I could have dairy. <laughs> if I could have dairy, I would totally get that. Mm-hmm. All right, the last one. All KFC edition. Oh no! Which one's oh, the no. which Goody. one's not a real KFC item, or you know that was offered? The triple down. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, there is a double down which has a hot dog inside of it. Ew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So go a, on. The cordon bleu biscuit <laughs> sandwich: a fried chicken fillet, Swiss ham on a breakfast biscuit. It was a breakfast item. The Boxmaster, a deep-fried chicken fillet, bacon, cheese, barbecue, lettuce, and a fried hash brown in a tortilla wrap. The Boxmaster. Yes. Let's just marinate in that for a second. 
And I thought the famous bowl was a fun one to talk about. Let's talk about the box master. Oh god. Is that is that the uh direct to video sequel to the page master that I didn't get to see? Uh, I think it's Wishmaster for the box master. <laughs> the pizza twister. <laughs> no, that go ahead. Mm. The pizza twister. I was gonna say that uh I was going to say Boxmaster is one of the Hellraiser sequels. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> pizza Twister. Uh, breaded chicken breast, pizza sauce, onion, salami, and mozzarella in a tortilla. Or the Fish Twister. Fish fillet, cucumber strips, dill sauce, cheese in a tortilla. Uh, you added you cheese. Had me up... I was going to say, you had me up till cheese. That didn't sound terrible. Yeah, it sounded like Suzuki type shit. Yeah. Um... I'm honestly I'm going, going to, to go with that fish twister just because sound. Ian likes stuff with like the the dill and whatnot in there. So I'm I'm I'm, I'm trading go, on my knowledge I'm of my go husband. With, I'm going to go with the pizza twister. Okay. Gut is telling me pizza twister, and if I get this wrong, I'm getting disowned. My family has too many ties with KFC. <laughs> My, no, there's photographs of my dad in the colonel's lap. My colonel had a huge crush on my granny, okay? If I get this wrong, I'm getting disowned. So I'm ready for that, but I'm going to go with the pizza. You're getting disowned. The pizza twister is real. Yeah, uh, uh, the fish twister... Fine. Well, not the first time, so it's okay. <laughs> hey! <laughs> the fish twister is also real Oof. in the Philippines. Oof. That's my one. Oh, no, that one makes from, sense. Yeah, from 2011. The one I made up was the most benign one. <laughs> and the most like realistic one was the breakfast sandwich, was the breakfast cordon blue biscuit. That sounds fucking delicious. Yeah, it's I, a fake one. Never I, existed. I need, you did great. I, I need to disagree uh, that cordon blue is a breakfast food. I, I really need to disagree about cordon bleu. <laughs> I don't know. It's, che- it's Swiss. It's, uh, you know, ham. Fried chicken on a biscuit. People do fried chicken and waffles. Cordon, it maybe it's just a habit thing for me, but cordon bleu is always a dinner entree, not a. I'm going to start my day with cordon bleu. <laughs> start I mean, your start day right, day right with a bleu. ham and fried chicken. Mmm. So there we go. Start that was... your day right with the colonel with our brand new gravy enema. <laughs> <laughs> I am still trying to get KFC to sponsor a Twitch stream where I just eat KFC and play the I love you Colonel Sanders game. I, I am still trying. I, oh, and I if mean, you get them to look, actually if, send you that KFC console, too, to play it on. If, if, oh I, if, God, if, if I no. could get uh, Burger King to uh, sponsor a Twitch stream where I played Sneaking, the Xbox the, 360 the launch thing. title. That was I love thing. I loved the shit out of that game. That, that game was so fun. Everybody loves stupid, that game. Every, everybody loves yeah. Sneak King and forgets that there were three other games that came out. Yeah, that because were they were trash. So much worse. <laughs> Sneaking ruled. The rest of them were garbage. And that was cancel culture. I, Sneak it, King ruled. The, the others drooled. Yeah. <laughs> Sneak, King, Sneak King is the only time where you've gotten to play as the serial killer and it didn't feel forced. <laughs> It, <laughs> it really was manhunt, but was sneak king yes. walked. Yeah, exactly. Sneak you, king you were... walked to that new Friday the Thirteenth game could run. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. God, we uh, we need to do 
a uh, round table. So Casper, we occasionally do round tables on here. And if you want, I will add you to the list of people that I will just occasionally, if you're up for it, I will occasionally on Saturday afternoons be like, hey, we don't have anybody. Do you want to come on and round table about X? And and I will add you sure. to the list. But we need to do a round table about shovelware. What's shovelware? Shovelware yeah. is just, just video games that just, like sneaking, just oh. stuff that so, just got dumped out to so, so you want to do things. So you want to do a retrospective on the Wii is what you're saying? Yes. Because... <laughs> Every other game on the Wii was just garbage. There was uh, Wii Sports. There was what was the black and white one? Uh, Mad World. Mad World. There was Wii Sports. There was Mad World. Was there were the a couple of Zelda games. Game for... There was a couple of yeah, there was Twilight Princess, and then there was I... Shovelware. <laughs> uh, Bayonetta would like a word with you. Bayonetta Wait, wasn't no, on that was the Wii exclusive. Bayonetta was on the 360. Yeah, but it was on the way, Wii. Yeah, no, it wasn't. It was on the Wii U. It was on the 360 as, and uh, I think PS3 way before it was on anything else. Though saying All Bayonetta right, just reminds me of that Elijah Dushku uh, video game grindhouse vehicle wet for some reason. <laughs> they came out at the same time, I think. I don't know. That game was so many missed really? opportunities. I don't know. Anyway. Conversation entered a natural lull. And on that note, the Violet Wanderers will be mm-hmm. right back. And coming back, and we're back, it's time for plugs because the wind is whipping up and we need to get these plugs out before our internet connection dies completely. So, Casper, please, by all means, uh, link your linkables. Tell everybody where they can find your interesting projects. You can find, uh, look up Jar of Rebuke. Basically, anywhere you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Uh, you can also find The Queer Thesperience, which is a play on thespian and experience. Uh, that's on a slight hiatus right now, but you can find that also uh, almost wherever you get your podcasts, but not YouTube. Uh, also, look up on Twitch. Uh, Welcome to Nexlus is played every Monday evening at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time uh, under Casper Oliver VO for voiceover. And that, that's kind of what I'm at on social media everywhere. Uh, Casper, like the friendly ghost, Oliver, like Oliver and company, and then VO for voiceover. Uh, I am anywhere I can get my grubby hands on, honestly. Uh, yeah, that's really all I got to plug. Kapla, plug your pluggables, kind they. You can find me on Twitter at JustinCapla12. You can follow my other podcast I do every week at SmallTownHa on Twitter. And you can follow all of my radio voice acting shenanigans at Radio Icebox on Instagram or by following the Everything Icebox podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com front slash The Violet Wanderers. You can find us on the web, violetwanderers.com. You can email the show at thevioletwanderers at gmail.com. And you can follow us on Twitter at violetwanderers. And uh, Discord might be in the show notes. It depends on how awake I am when I upload this fucker. <laughs> so, <laughs> Casper, thank you for joining our uh, our little rodeo of goofiness here. I hope you had a good time. Yeah. I would love to come back on again for one of your roundtable stuff. Yeah. So, um, yep. And thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we will see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.
to like, I guess I call it the sophomore slump. Always crying, always drunk. A few dead, more gone, the rest well on their way. Thanks. I hate it so. Everyone that I love is stuck because this, that, the other, and the state fucked up. We covered in any class that I'm about to fail. Well, I feel better now. Cigarette, ah, yow. Another episode, except last night was touch and go. No need to cry about it. Hey, incels, just have sex. Duh. Trash on the walls and trash on the floor. Liquid eyeliner studs and always screwing everything up, doing everything wrong. In my defense, I wasn't supposed to be around this long, so. Someday I'll have